Welcome, welcome, welcome to Dad to the Bone. My name is QJ, and I'm joined by my co-host Sam. What, what up, up, Sam? What up? How you doing? I'm good, man. What up? You know what? I'm I'm doing pretty good, man. You know, I gotta tell you, I've started to play chess again, and it is like invigorating to my mind, and it helps me to break my uh, addiction that I get from binge watching TV shows. Have, speaking of, that, of TV shows that are addicting me and uh, making me play chess, have you seen The Queen's Gambit? Dude, loved The Queen's Gambit. Dude, I, I love it too. It was amazing. I mean- I watched it. I, watched it. I binge watched the whole thing in like in like a week. It was so good. Yeah, so if if we could have stayed awake, we would have binge watched it in a week too, but- um, I just it just made me fall in love with chess again and remember why I love and how it's such a game of life. Like I use chess to teach my daughters like lessons in life. And I'm like, listen, this is how life is sometimes. Like you got yeah. some people, they only take one step at a time. You got other people, they are diagonal. And the queen, she's a boss. And so, you know, and the king, sometimes, you know, he can do everything she can do, just not I mean, as fast. The king's cool too. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I like to explain stuff like that to my kids. Like yeah. uh, I was giving them an explanation about, you know, uh, just forestry and stuff. And like I gave them a, a brief explanation of an acorn. And so uh, I was just like, in a nutshell, it's an oak tree. <laughs> I don't know. Where's the hand in the face emoji? Like, uh. That was good. It was good, right? Didn't Man, see it coming. your setup was like was like this long, and then you were like, and it's uh, in a nutshell, it's an oak tree. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. how, how, I mean, how else? I've in the past. I think I've had issues with it being too short. Yeah. So this time, I just wanted to. You get you gave it some breath. You know, welcome to Dad to the Bone, where two dads sit around uh, and talk about dad stuff, and evidently uh, nuts. <laughs> Like, like, no, well, reason nuts. Listen, it was listen. The dad joke has to be there. You you had to see it coming. I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm into you know. I uh, when I explain to my kids about forestry, (laughs) what what what? Like your kids care about forestry. (laughs) Like you care about forestry enough to tell your kids about forestry. Oh, I have a dream that one day when we do this, I'll be smooth as silk. Like oh. just, I'll be able to transition so smooth. If you I'm, do, I'm I'm gonna be just like, <laughs> <laughs> like skull emoji, just dead. Oh man, <laughs> hey, it it just kind of is what it is, you know. It what, is what it is. Yeah, we got a good show today. I'm super excited um, about our guest. We have invited uh, one of our friends, Josh Spayers, to be on the show. And so the cool thing about Josh, and the reason I'm excited to talk to him is that he has kids in the same sort of age range as we have kids, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. Josh has a seven-year-old daughter, a five-year-old boy, and a three-year-old son. So he's got the three, five, seven, you know, just like I got the, I got mine staggered every two years. And, yeah, yeah. You know, your kids are, your kids hit my kids' ages like sporadically in the mix of all of my kids and all that, but. No, mine are pretty even. Are we, what, what are yours? We got five, seven, and ten. Okay, so, so you're so you're right there. It's it's same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, same deal. So Josh is right there in the mix with us, and so it's gonna be cool to hear a perspective from a dad who's like in the same phase as us, but doing totally different things than us. Josh, 
um, is a public school teacher, and he's also a church planner in the city of Detroit. And so, um, you know, he's got all kinds of crazy experiences, born in D.C., raised in Grand Rapids. Now he's living on the west side of Detroit. He's been there for the past, like, seven years or so, uh, something like you that. You said west side of Detroit? What's that? You said west side of Detroit? You heard it. You heard it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah. So he's been living on the west side for the last seven years, or seven years, yeah. And, uh, you know, been married to his wife, Hannah, for 14 years. And so that takes, you know, commitment and they yes. hear, you know, the way he talks about it, they're falling in love more and more every single day, which is great. That's wonderful. Um, so wait, wait, is he? Uh, okay. I got questions already. Let me take some <laughs> notes. I'm taking notes already, buddy. No, Listen, man. You're so going gonna to have to like take a break or a breath because I got, I got questions. <laughs> I got some questions. Nah, man. So, you know, I'm excited. Bring it, bring them in, man. Bring them in. Let's hang out. All with right. You. All right. Welcome in, Josh. How you doing? Hey, fellas, what's going on? Good to see you. So public school teacher, tell me about this. What do you teach? What grade? What age? How's all that work? Most of the time I've been teaching middle school. Uh, So it always keeps you on your toes. You know, it's always a a different Yeah, they're the scariest, man, because they're in that transition between like the elementary kids, they're still down to like clown and be think things are cool. And high schools are like too cool for school. Middle schoolers are right there in the mix, man. It's like, you know, you never know. It's the worst time of everyone's life, all yeah. right? You're no longer cute, and you're not yet smart. Yeah. So, uh, you know, hey. Josh, wait. I oh, love it. Say that again. Say that again. What Middle school, it's, it's the worst time. You, you're, like, in this weird, you know, like, you're changing from a caterpillar into a butterfly. You're basically in a chrysalis. Yeah, I don't and know. You're, you're not. You're happy. Yeah, but right. you're not there yet. No, so, you. you <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You're 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 like halfway in the chrysalis. You're building it, so you're yeah, yeah. You're not cute anymore, but you're not smart yet. Uh, you're you're no. puking. You're puking your new body out, literally, yep. like it's, a it's caterpillar. Like, yeah. Right. So oh uh, hey, the cool part is if you if you stick with these kids when they're just like terrors. For a couple of years, then you get to be really tight. You know, you get to, oh, yeah. you know, hang with them. They, they actually trust you after a couple of years, you know, and uh, yeah, and then remember all that influence. You can. Yeah, yeah. yeah, super yeah. cool. What's Are you the cool teacher, Josh? I feel like you're the cool teacher. <laughs> well, I I try to be, you know, but if you don't set, you know, start out on the right foot, you know, uh, and I know. you're gonna get walked all over. So uh, yeah. first first uh, couple of weeks, I try to be the not so cool teacher. Okay. Uh, okay. You walk in with that beard and they're just like, oh, okay. This guy. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. What, yeah. what subjects do you teach? Uh, I'm social studies. It was always social studies. Okay. I did science as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, I just love doing the hands-on stuff in both subjects. Yeah. And it's a blast. It's just great. You know, these are young, young humans, you know, and everybody yeah. remembers, you know, those are like some of your most formative years, I feel like, you know. For sure. So, Dude, I had a middle school math teacher named Mr. Sheravino. I mean, I'm, I'm like way out of middle school, right? Yeah. I still remember this dude. He called me Mr. Anderson, never called me Sam, never. <laughs> it was always Mr. Anderson. And he was like, he was so like, bam, bam, bam. But he demanded so much respect, not from me to him, but for me to respect myself Mm. And the way that he taught, and I mean, it was just math. I mean, we were learning what what uh, sixth, eighth grade math is what like, pre-algebra. Pre-algebra. Yeah. Who cares? I remember what that dude said. What that dude taught me. What that dude meant to me. He caught. Okay. 
small story. He caught me cheating on a math test, right? I had the the the, the cheat like uh, equations or whatever on a piece of paper under my foot, and then I'd like move my foot and look at it. <laughs> he caught me, and so I'm sitting there working. He goes, "Mr. Anderson, please meet me in the hall." And I'm like, <gasps> "So I go out in the hall, and I'm talking to him, and he's like, you know." I'm so disappointed in you. He's like, you're better than this. You're smarter than this. You should have prepared more, blah, blah, blah. And so he's giving me all these talks. And I'm sitting there in my bottom lips going, like, like borderline crying, right? And he goes, but here's what I'm going to do. You're getting an A plus on this test. But I want you to know it's not about the grade. I'm disappointed in you. You're better than this. I'm crying in the hallway in eighth grade. I'm like, I'm so sorry, Mr. Cherubino, right? But it was so formative to me. It really was. You're totally right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I was I was the uh, the real knucklehead in uh, in middle school, and so I really usually commiserate with my kids who are giving uh, everybody yeah. a hard time. And I'm like, all right, you know, I, I get you, I get you yeah. a little bit, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, Josh, so. you seem to me like I feel I couldn't see you being a knucklehead because like yeah. I see you being the cool kid. I feel I see you as being the cool kid who was like would like break somebody down before they knew it. Like okay. <laughs> you'd be like you'd be like, hey man, just uh just leave me alone, bro. And they'd be like, Oh, okay, yeah, whatever. And next thing you know, you got them like on the ground. What, is that... <laughs> Get that image in your mind of me, all right? When... <laughs> you like that? Yeah. Josh, tell us about your kids, man. Hey, you know, I got three awesome kids. They they are in bed right now, thank the Lord. And uh we uh you know, it's uh it's awesome. My daughter my actually, my brother right now is in the hospital with his wife. They're having their first uh, tonight. Oh, so, wow. uh, okay. just man, I'm just like reflecting, you know, like back on that seven years ago. And uh, for us, at least, and tell us about awesome, that. You know, to see this this uh, this tiny little creation grow up to be like this person, and so now she's like in second grade and. All kinds of stuff. So, yeah, you know, my kids, uh, my daughter was always the high energy, you know, the, all the baby books. Yeah. Uh, she was the spirited baby, right? Yeah. The one yeah. with, like, who you didn't have to, like, teach her to be independent. She would be independent. She'd, she'd do all the stuff. But then oh, yeah. she really would she add in her own mind, like, what she wanted to do. And she was just going to do it, basically. So you were going to have to, you know, deal with that. And, uh, and then my second guy was our really laid back, easy going, uh, my, my first son, uh, he, he was a true middle child. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. You know, in fact, even kind of like sees how the room is maybe dealing with the situation and then, you know, decides what way he's going to play it. And, yeah. uh, so, uh, so yeah, he, he, he's always been the one who fell asleep the easiest, you know, the one who ate the best, you know, all this kind of stuff. And so, you know, that gave us the courage to go for three, you know, and so, uh, <laughs> right. And uh, third guy is a lot more like big sis. Uh, okay. but, uh, yeah. Yeah. But, so your second uh, child duped you into a third child. Right. Right. No, but, uh, but man, they're, they're awesome. And I think that, uh, you know, the more, the more you get to know your kid, the, you know, the more awesome parts about, their individual personalities, right? And so, yeah. just all the stories we get because we got the the high energy kids. I I, I love it, you know. So, Josh, what if what is the most dad thing that you've done in the past week, couple weeks, month, 
whatever. Yeah. I mean, you got these higher energy kids, you got the chill out kid, you got a higher energy three year old or whatever yeah. it is. So what's what's the most dad thing that you found yourself doing? You sit back and reflect and go, Yeah, that was that was pretty dad of me. <laughs> that's pretty dead to the bone yeah but, right uh, I, I don't know I'll, I'll say on the daily uh we got a lot of transformers that's going on with us and it's not playing with the actual like fig transformer toy it's like being the transformer right okay okay and so like oh, please tell. tell more yeah yeah so that that that's just continuous every day a healthy helping of you know charging up a blast and then you know, another a, a pillow, maybe that that's some other kind of power and whatever. That that's me and my two guys, and um, you know, so so that that's just whatever. That's just the you know daily bread kind of fun stuff. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I like to, we we've been trying to implement more of like doing like uh, taking your kids on on one on ones. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so uh, so yeah. So when it was a little bit nicer, we were going out in the woods a little bit more. Sometimes it's just like a playground, whatever the case is, you know, like, um, you know, trying trying to do something a little bit more special, you know, maybe. Wait, when you say go out in the woods, like you go out in the woods and hunt or you like you go out in the woods and hike or you just yeah, go, yeah, just go for a little walk, you know, like Detroit's okay. got all the metro parks and we got Palmer Park literally, you know, like half a mile, maybe less away from where we are. So, so. do you, you guys talk about forestry, like uh, evidently Quinn <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I mean, my I mean, kids are into animals. Well, I don't know about acorns, but, uh, you know, everything hey, else. You yeah. got to use that dad joke next time you take them out. All right. like, All right. I'm explaining to you how an uh, acorn, real quick, in a nutshell, <laughs> it's an oak tree. You know, yeah. you got to break it out, man. That's you that's you talked good. about, like, doing stuff with the individual kids. Like, during this time of COVID, we, mm. we've been trying to do stuff with the kids individually. And I was, I was thinking the same thing. So, you know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You are a true West sider, like Detroit West side, like big Sean West sider. Am I correct? Man, I love it here. There's no other place to be. This is, this is it. So there's a lot of parents who are in the city who yeah. are looking for things to do with their kids and, and have those experiences. And you talk about the was like, are there, where, where else are you taking them in the city to like just have some time and not be near people? Because if you're like me, you got you're like six feet, bro. Back yeah, up. yeah, yeah. And we've been real cautious with that type of thing. Um, you know, I think we, man, it, it can it doesn't have to necessarily be the most exciting or impressive location. You know what I'm saying? Like we can go to Belle Isle and it's not, you know, it's it's yeah. just Belle Isle, right? But at the mm -hmm. same time, like if you're uh, excited about the experience, they're going to be excited about it, you know? Right. Yeah, you're maybe right. not getting into the car, but, you know, at some point, you know, they will yeah. be. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I think we have had so much unintentional time together with, with COVID that mm -hmm. just, like, trying to program in some intentional time is just is huge. So what, mm -hmm. are, what are some of the intentional things that you're doing? So seven, five, and three, they're all pretty close in age. But they're also in very different spots. Like second second grader is reading. Uh, the five five year old is he in kindergarten or pre K? Yeah, he yeah he's in kindergarten. So he's learning how to read. The three year old is trying to terrorize the other two while they're trying to read. Right. So they're they're close, but they're very different. What are you doing to like intentionally connect with each of them, like in their own way, with their personality, their their interests, or whatever? Like, what are some things that you're doing? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, my daughter, she, you know, she likes, she'll, she'll get really interested in something all of a sudden, you know, like it'll be this new thing, right? Like, okay, now today is the day we're really into Legos. And then tomorrow it's yeah. not, it's not yeah. a thing. It's not interesting at all. And yeah. so I think sometimes you just got to roll with, you know, okay, maybe I'm not feeling uh, game night right now, but I got to work myself up for game night because that's yeah. what we, we want to do right now, you know? Is, and, uh, is this like a psych-up moment? Like, yes, yeah, let's do game yeah, I night. I thought that was over me. I thought other dads really enjoyed game night. My yeah. wife's like, Friday night's game night. I'm like, uh, okay. No, right. thing, I'm okay. down for, for game night. The only thing that bothers me is when they're like, Dad, can you get on the floor and do it with us? I'm like, can we do it on the table? They're like, no. <laughs> yeah. on the floor. I'm like, but the table is right there. Yeah. But like my hands go numb after a while, kids. Like, come on. Like, yeah, I love it. Sit in the chair. <laughs> so you're a girl dad too, it sounds like. Oh man, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, all three kids, I want I want to be a part of their life equally. And so we yeah, I mean, we're uh, my my daughter and I connect over soccer. She's just naturally like into that kind of thing. And so yeah. I've always tried to she uh, she's probably the the least one teachable of the three kids, right? <laughs> just by nature, but she's yeah. also the most like high energy, wants to be active, you know. And so that's exciting and fun, right? There's a lot of fun stuff. Always going to like a playground with her, it's gonna be, you know, she's gonna be all over the place, and yeah. Uh, so that so that's cool. She's never been the one who's been overly cautious or overly shy, so that she doesn't feel like she can do something. So yeah, you know, each kid, you know, you gotta. Just uh, just emphasize those positives, right? You know, yeah. I just as a teacher as well, just like finding the things that excite you about them and just preaching those things back to them, you yeah. know, um, and, and that positive reinforcement. So with my with my uh, with my other sons, you know, the three the three year olds easy, you know, like anything, you know, we can just yeah. be walking around in the backyard, and as long as like I'm doing whatever he's into, he's, he's pretty much, you know, stoked about it. So, yeah. 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 yeah totally. I mean, that's how my, my five-year-old <laughs> yeah. son is. He's, he's number four out of six. And so the five-year-old, he's like, if I'll just like hold my arm like this and let him just wrestle me and fight my arm, yeah, it's the greatest time in the world to him. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm, I, all I have to do is move my arm. Like this and go, he's like, on guard, on guard. Ah, ooh. And he thinks we're really going at Babies have like such a, a key to your heart. Like my 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 younger, she's just like she's like, hey, daddy, I love you. And she like hugs me. Like I feel like she hugs me the most. Uh, my other kids think, tend to think that I like lean towards her, but I'm pretty sure she's the one who comes to me yeah. and hugs me. And it's right, she just wants to be around. Like she, the best time I have is like when we're out walking and she grabs my hand and I'm like, oh, Ooh, <laughs> yeah, into, like, melts your heart. Man. It's like my oldest. I remember uh, on the opposite side when I dropped her off to kindergarten and like I wanted to hold her hand and like walk her to kindergarten and she was like, no, dad, I'm okay. And I was like, no, no, no. I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm right here. Like, yeah. I'm no, right. You're not okay. You're, you're not okay. <laughs> yeah, like, it's scary stuff in this world. It's yeah. like monsters around the yeah. corner. And she's like, no, I'm good. You're <laughs> not okay. Okay, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. Josh, I was going to ask you about, so where where is it that you work? And what what is it? I know we kind of talked about it, but can you elaborate on that? Yeah, so I'm doing, uh, I'm doing double duty here lately. I got the... Uh, the uh, school where we, you know, we've been virtual. And so uh, it's a cornerstone charter schools. 
And so there's a bunch of different locations on the uh, on the west side here, and then oh. one on the east side as well. And uh, I've been with them for like year seven now. So uh, so yeah, it, it's a good place, you know. Definitely kids who uh, you know are, we're we're working and we've we've got some good test scores, I guess, if that's what you care about, you know. More more, we're just uh, excited to see the personal growth, you know. And so uh, so yeah, you know, right now. I've really been trying to emphasize a lot of the, the, the reading and literacy skills because it's just so key for everything. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so been over there doing that. And then um, everybody pretty much understands uh, teaching. And then as well, uh, we, we kind of started uh, a church up with our neighbors, you know, just really focused on uh, serving our community. Uh, and so that's, that's what we've been a big part of uh, the past year. I saw on social media, you tell me about your car situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw a little bit about that. Tell me about that. Yeah, that was pretty dope. I saw that. Yeah. Too. You know, like, so everything we're just trying to leverage in terms of being a positive impact on our neighborhoods, right? And so, um, man, there's just, um, I, had a, I had a neighbor who was like, I need to go get some fencing because I have get dudes running and gunning through the backyard here and we need to kind of secure the the, the Wait, lots yeah, I gonna like, play. yeah yeah i think i know what running and gunning is because i'm pretty sure i've done it okay <laughs> why don't you elaborate on what running and gunning is <laughs> I, I i mean popping off a bunch of rounds you know and uh oh that's not what i thought you meant <laughs> yeah, yeah like literally running and gunning all right. And so, uh, I, I thought you was referring to the act of like getting in trouble running over the fence. Okay. Yeah. No. Right. No. Yeah. No. We're talking. Yeah. So he's like, we need this to is the west side the around us. And uh, I was like, okay, like you figure out where to get the fencing and I'll figure out how to get it over there. And so, so, you know, like little projects like that, you know, really get us excited. Uh, we, we helped a couple people with, uh, minor construction projects, some elderly ladies in the area and just more and more as we work on these projects, I was like, the vehicle that I have right now is getting torn to shreds because I'm treating it like a pickup, right? What are you, what are you driving? Like a Honda Civic or something? <laughs> no, yeah, it was, it's a Subaru. I mean, yeah. it's sort of like supposed to be a sports utility or whatever, yeah. but yeah, no, it was not, it was not doing it. So, uh. So yeah, so traded in for a, a vehicle that's uh, three years older and has some rust on it. Yeah. But uh, man, it was just like all about, hey, this is not gonna you know look very flashy, but this is what we need to get the job done. So so you traded your your dope Subaru for a pickup truck. Yeah. So you could like serve your neighborhood and you know because yep. I saw yeah. you post today or something. You said something to I, even today on social media. You're like. Yo, anybody needs a truck? I got one. Let me know. Yeah, I, I saw that. So, are you aware so that what that means? Because you know, yeah, I, I used to have a pickup truck. I used to have a couple. I've had like one at different times, but that was like a bad combo for me because people used to look at me and they would say they sometimes they do this and they go, "Man, you you look real strong." And, and I, I knew that was not a compliment, and so. You you working and having a truck and serving the community, man. That, that's got to open you up. So those kids you work with, um, like, do you bring them into the projects you do, or you know, that, that is definitely the goal, man. That's the goal for sure. And, and just we've made a lot of connections with the kids. 
in, in the Fitzgerald neighborhood where we were doing uh, Sunday services as well out in the park. And, you know, our goal is just to try to be a positive influence for them. And so, you know, working in the schools, you know, there's a lot of kids who probably college, if, if they're honest, you know, they've, they've had a lot of hard things in life and that may or may not be, uh, you know, it, it, a possibility. So we're, we're really looking for ways to help them build skills. There's not that many vocational programs in high schools. And so that's mm-hmm. something we're looking at as well um, and for, towards the spring. And so, uh, man, man, that's all, that's all part of it, <laughs> you know, yeah. if, if it works out, but, uh, but yeah, so it, it's been really cool. You know, we just, this, uh, just this Saturday, I was able to help a, a student's family and they had actually uh, lost their home in a fire and just some friends all donated furniture. And so we moved them in. But yeah, like you said, Quinn, I got I got some truck friends now. You know, you're the man. I mean, when I think about my teachers and I think about their influence and the, particularly the males, I grew up my father was in my life, but I grew up in a single parent household. I could imagine to some of these guys, you're really creating a community. And I'm sure a lot of them, they kind of have your back. Like, do they call mm, you like, yeah, Mr. Yeah. Bears? Do they call you that, or they call oh, you Josh? Rev, hey Rev. Oh Rev, I, I, like hey, I like that. So you, I mean, talk about being a father to I many people that aren't your kids, like mm. aren't in your home, and, and and I'm sure you get the vibe that they they trust you, they look up to you, and they come to you for advice. How? How do you, I mean, how do you, how do you talk to them and kind of, do you father, do you knowingly father to them or, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know, obviously there's very few times where I feel like I've had to have a conversation to be like, Hey, you know, I can't, I can't do exactly what you're trying to get from me, you know, but, um, there's always at least, uh, every other year, every year, a kid who starts calling me teacher dad or, or something like that, you know, and, uh, you know, the, you know, your heart, you know, breaks because as my, I, I can be in my professional official role, um, a positive male influence, right. And maybe to some extent, uh, a father figure, but, you know, I think there are healthy boundaries that we need to set as well, you know, and expectations, you know, but, but the biggest thing, you know, is just consistency. You know, and, and I think that there's a lot of people who find themselves, um, whether it's a big brother, big sister type thing or, or some sort of program, mentoring program. Um, and, and there can be a lot of damage if, if that's something you dip in and dip out on. Um, and, and, you know, most of these kids have seen that and had that in a lot of different, um, you know, positions in their life. Yeah. Yeah. And so just saying like, hey. Uh, I'm going to be here, you know, I'm not going anywhere, you know, uh, it is, I think one of the biggest things. So Josh, you moved, you moved from Grand Rapids to the West side. Is that correct? No. <laughs> you want the whole story? Oh, let's see. I, I saw we, uh, I grew up. Quick overview. <laughs> yeah. For, for the, uh, uh, most part in Grand Rapids, but then lived in Chicago for a couple of years, lived in Taiwan for a year, lived in Boston for four years and then the West side of Detroit. So, okay. So yeah. moving, moving into the west side of Detroit, really? what's the major demographic in where you live? Wait, you- how are you going to skip over Taiwan? <laughs> that is pretty dope. You're just like, so when you move to the west side. <laughs> yeah, so uh, definitely. So my neighborhood, 
uh, we were definitely the first uh, white person on the street, right? Yeah. Um, now that's a little bit different. You know, that was seven years ago. So, um, you know, when we got in, honestly, I, there's no way I would be able to purchase the house that we got, you know, uh, anywhere else in all of America for what we got it for, right? And yeah. so just from that, just from, you know, purely uh, cold-hearted market forces, uh there's there's a lot of change happening in our area and uh you know there, there's pros and cons to that you know and so i think we really at, as we saw that being the case said you know what does it look like for this place to have a community uh that can really you know talk about what that could mean you know yeah. how that looks yeah so yeah so so what was that like being you know, the first white dude on the block or whatever, like coming in and you're, what, what's the, what's the predominant uh, situation there? Is it mostly black people or is there yeah. like Hispanics or what, what's the deal? So my neighborhood university district is, yeah, all probably middle-class uh, African-American families who have been there for like 30 years. All okay. right. And now are retired and are almost looking to sell their house a lot of times. Okay. Um, and so my neighborhood was technically already gentrified, right? Yeah. Um, uh, in terms of socioeconomics, uh, it, it's definitely being rewhited. And so there's yeah. that aspect to it. Um, mm -hmm. Definitely some tension in the whole region. And I think, you know, just the history of Detroit, Detroit's a unique place and it has all kinds of, you know, baggage uh, from, from the past decade. So so there's definitely a lot of going on uh, for us, man, it, though, personally, it was awesome. You know, like uh, our neighbors are amazing people and they were they were excited. We were here and um, it's just it's been great. We have an incredible um, neighborhood association. And, you know, my block is uh, some of my people I'm closest with probably uh, here, probably just people who live next door. So, yeah. So, yeah. So how did you how did you navigate those tensions? Because it that is a tension, you know mm -hmm. what I mean. That is the the gentrification and the whitewashing and the, all the stuff. How yeah. how have you navigated some of that stuff and still been able to be rev, you know, and like yeah, yeah. And build fences and mentor kids and all that? Like how have you have, has there been like some intentionality to that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I think one of the biggest things is. Um, the way you come at it, right? Like you can come at it with a, like, I got my cape on, you know, I'm coming in here, uh, white savior. I'm, I'm, I'm the stuff, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you need me to, to show you how to do things or you can come at it. You know, our goal is to be the opposite of that, <laughs> you know, yeah. is to say like, Hey, we, we, we're learning, you know, we want to be humble. I know that, uh, people being isolated from each other never grows understanding. So, uh, so there's that. But at the same time, you know, like people will want to know if you're if you're real, right? If you're or if you're phony, yeah. and and if you can, you know, be true to, you know, walk the walk uh, as much as you're talking the talk. Then I think that, you know, yeah, it, it's a lot of just about building trust slowly. You know, people see that you're uh, you're for real. Yeah, it's so funny you talk about building trust, man. I, I feel like when it comes to building trust, you know, to deal with people who like 
don't see trust very much for you to be consistent, I think is is monumental. And you yeah. saying not only am I going to be consistent, I'm going to be giving. And so I'm going to give up my Subaru. And, you know, do you the past year has been racially incredibly intense. Uh, George Floyd was a catalyst for some deep pain that has gone back. Let's just say 400 plus years. Let's be honest about mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And so, you know, for you being uh, um, a white person in on the west side of Detroit, uh, in you know, one of the I know the neighborhood you're from, you're living in. That's a beautiful mm -hmm. area. And so, you know, the the irony of Detroit is Detroit is like this checkerboard of a city. There's like a beautiful neighborhood, then there's the hood, and then mm -hmm. there's the hood, then there's a beautiful few blocks. So, yeah. you know how how does all of that culminate in terms of like dealing with that tension and like being a part of the community then like for you and like, you know, dealing with the kids and teaching the, these, uh, but basically it sounds like they're basically black kids that you were teaching. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. hundred percent African-American school. Yeah. 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 That's a huge question. Right. Quinn. And you know, the, the truth is you're not going to win everybody, you know, they're going to. And so you have to just be, understand like you know what that's not really you know what the goal is the goal is to you know i think especially the awesome part about kids is uh they're more open to relationships right um and um you know just trying to say hey listen you know all i, I want to see you empowered and equipped and especially you know like the neighborhood that we do a lot of our community outreach which is fitzgerald uh which is kind of adjacent to ours across six mile um is is one where you know you just have to be continually present I, I think like i was saying and um you know again we you know for me it was just about sitting at the table and listening and then figuring out ways in which we could as best as we could equip the neighborhood to to reach their own goals you know instead of coming in and telling the neighborhood like so here's what you need, you know. Yeah, like, so like, grab your pen and paper. Uh, yeah, make a list. <laughs> right. We were just like, hey, what, what way can we get behind you? You know, like, what do you want to see, and how can we get behind you? You know, how can we uh, support? You know, the community needs, and so, you know, from volunteering at one of the tutoring places, you know, to we hosted a host a bunch of uh, events, uh, just you know, positive stuff, bunch of bounce houses for kids, you know, like whatever yeah. the case may be, you yeah, know, you want to keep, uh, yeah, man, just put the positivity in there. And so, um, so, so yeah, it, it's been, it's been great. You know, some of it's been different this year, but uh, it's still, you know, there's still tons of, you know, places where we've tried to, you know, whether it's working on the alleyways, which are overgrown or whatever, you know, like, you know, when you're, when you're out there doing that, kind of I think that dirty work then sometimes people will say you know like clearly this person's not doesn't have some kind of weird agenda you yeah. know they're just yeah. doing their thing that's yeah. super cool and I bet you're excited to share that with your kids like I know they're three five and seven so some of the stuff they're not going to be able to come like they can't help you put a fence in necessarily they're you know it'd be yeah, more of a hindrance than a help yeah, but as they get older that's going to be really dope that's going to be more dope to be able to share that with them and, and do those sorts of things with them, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and, you know, I think, man, I'm just so excited for 
just what my kids have been exposed to in terms of just being in a cross-cultural environment for their school, for, for being, you know, around kids from different walks of life, you know, like in terms of, you know, I had like a, a fraction of what they have in, in that regard, you know? And so when I was growing up and so, um, yeah, man, it, it's really exciting, uh, in, in that respect. And, you know, just definitely we want, you know, I think that's part of it too, right? You want your kids to learn from, uh, what you're passionate about, right? Maybe not all of that is what they're going to be passionate about, but, yeah. but, uh, but some of it will. But serving people, loving people. Yeah. Also, I mean, those are excellent qualities to pass on to your kids. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's- I have one last question, and I feel like we could talk forever, so this will be my last question. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the things you've learned from, like, your neighbors in the communities you've lived in? Like, we've... I'm so bummed that because of time, we're going to just glaze over the whole Taiwan chapter and <laughs> what side of Chicago you lived on. And we're going to keep it focused on the West side. But what, what have you learned? Any lessons or. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, I think just, um, man, there's just so many, uh, I think, especially this year. I mean, <laughs> I think time magazine's coming out with their cover that says worst year ever. Uh, you know, like, like you know. let's be let's be honest. Uh it, it's been rough, right? It's been yeah. rough for the city of Detroit. And uh I'm not gonna lie about it. I think, you know, just uh man, just trying just trying to let people know you care, you know, and I've just I've just seen neighbors stepping out of, you know, I think we can all get really cozy and comfortable being in our you know, our own lane, you know, and, and just neighbors who are, who've been willing this year to say like, you know, we see the need and we're willing to to do something about that. You know what I mean? And, and that's what makes it an awesome place to live. Right. And so I think Detroit's wealth is in its people, right? Like there's just such a richness of character uh, in, in the people that you know, who have stayed in the city on purpose, right. And, and they want to be there. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, like there's all kinds of people in terms of like, just like I was, like I was saying on Saturday when, when this, these people needed, uh, furniture cause their, their house were now, man, like all these, like people were like, I got this. I got that. Let me let, let me donate this this couch. Let me donate this bed. You know, like let's come together and make this happen. And so, you know, like that that's like what real community is, right? Yeah. And yeah. um yes, and so man, anytime uh we can do the same, it's it's just great. It's just great to be a part of. And um yeah, I'm just I'm I'm always learning in terms of, you know, what it means in terms of a different perspective on health, you know, like, uh, you know, just being in a predominantly African-American setting and the way that, um, you know, white majority folks look at like the health system versus African-Americans look at the health system is totally different, which right now is obviously a really critical matter. And so I think this year that's probably been the biggest learning uh, area for me. So. Isn't it mind blowing? Like yeah. I've been learning about the numbers of infant mortality rates of uh, minority and black children versus white children and death rates of minorities in the hospitals and in the systems. And it as a uh, uh, 
overweight black man, it is incredibly alarming. And it speaks to the systematic racism that we we were just talking about with George Floyd. Like this, yeah. the fibers of our, our country are great, but man, they got a lot of they got a lot of blood in them. And mm. so it's just it's tough, man. I you you go through your daily life. You know, you just go through your life, but I—I I mean, it's just real out here, and 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 in a lot of ways, honestly, I'm glad a lot of it is is so obvious now. We can't pretend like mm-hmm. these things are real. So, man, I wish you had talked about that like <laughs> minute one because yeah. it's a thing, man. It's a thing, and it's yeah. something that we're. This is that's what we're talking about with systematic racism and systematic mm-hmm. oppression. It's so yeah. ingrained in our daily life. We don't see it, you know. Yeah. We don't see the infant mortality rate is not equal. Yeah. It's significantly higher for black and brown children. Like, yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and even just the trust factor of the whole medical establishment, right? Like, because mm-hmm. of some really real uh, ways in which um, that trust was broken, <laughs> uh, then, then, what what what's what's so sad to see is people trying to you know get around the medical system oh, yeah. and, and it not being for them right yeah. uh so yeah I, I know people who had covid who did not go to the hospital who had it and then mm-hmm. yeah and so you know i don't think that was the right thing to do but i mean that's what they they chose to do because they, the trust wasn't there the concern was that it was going to do more harm than good yeah and yeah, so exactly. it, it's a it's a challenging topic and this is kind of where we are with this whole like race situation and you know dealing with 2020 um and its impact is that we understanding that these issues can't just go away like not mm. a, the election is hopefully over. And now that, you know, uh, we've had a little bit of a catalyst, like we can't just sit back and say, Oh, well, that was a nice moment. All right. Mm-hmm. Now let's get back to it because yeah. things kind of have to be forever changed in, in a lot of ways. So us acknowledging it is the first step instead of pretending like, you know, it's normal because you know, it's not. Yeah. yeah. That's huge, man. Josh, it sounds like you're doing some really, really dope stuff in Detroit. Um, it sounds like you're having a blast with your little kiddos and all that sort of thing. Yeah, you are. Um, let, let me let me ask you this. How can people connect with you? So say um, people are watching this or listening to this and they think, whoa, man, that guy's doing some cool stuff in the city. Oh, man, uh, you know, that neighborhood he's working on is right next to my neighborhood or whatever. How yeah. can people connect with you? And I'm sure you do a lot of your events through your church and stuff. So how can people connect with Josh Spares and all the stuff he's got going on in the city and all the stuff he's a part of in the city. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, on social media, I, I don't have Instagram, but I got uh, Facebook, you know, you know, yeah. uh, and, and the church does as well, you know, abundant mercy is the name of the church. And so, okay. you know, like we have people who roll with us and they're like, Hey, listen, I'm not really, I don't really do church. And I'm like, cool. Hey, that's cool. You know, yeah. we're all we're all together here. Uh, we're, yeah. We got the same goals. You know, we want to see people raised up. And, Wait, and do you, cool. hit with, you don't hit them with the sneak attack, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. Just come hang out with yeah. us. Jump <laughs> under the water. You're bad. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, we just hey, man, we, we had um, uh, Chris, who, you know, rides his bike around with the safety vest. My guy show up for service and he wanted to give his testimony, man. Whatever. Hey. I don't, you know, to us, we're just like, 
you know, it's better for us to know each other. You know what I mean? Let's just get to know each other. And no, it's not, it's not a sabotage. It's just, uh, we're in proximity. That's we might great. as well, uh, you know, be in relationship to some extent. So if you need a truck, if you need a truck, Facebook, Josh <laughs> Spayers, S-P-A-Y-E-R-S. When we get off air, I have to tell the story. I almost joined the organization and I didn't know it. Like, oh, there you go. Happened to be in the room where it happens. And I was like, wait, wait, what? No. <laughs> like, I, no, I just, you told me it was in college. I was like, no, you just told me there was free pizza. What the? <laughs> right, right. That's right. great. Well, Josh, dude, hey, thank you so much for joining us tonight and uh, sharing sort of your dad experience and your experience on the west side of Detroit and all the things that are happening. We're super excited for you. Um, you know, any final thoughts, anything you want to leave everybody with some final words of wisdom to just say, yo, Josh Bayer's out, Mike Trout. <laughs> no, hey, you know, I, I mean, I appreciate all the praise you guys are heaping, but, you know, I'm just uh, I'm just a dude. And, uh, you know, man, it's been a privilege talking with you guys. Awesome. All right. Oh, thank you so much, dude. We appreciate you. Yeah. Dude. dude. It was like nuggets all over the place there. I Listen, know, that's good, right? My thanks for asking, Sam. My biggest takeaway yes. was <laughs> consistency is the key, my man. Consistency is the key to to parenting, to life, being in that just showing up phase, just being there. I've so I've been, you know, we talk about my career a lot. And so a lot I've been talking to a lot of business owners lately and a lot of people doing just awesome things. And man, consistency is the is the key to life. It it just it's the theme I keep hearing like you know, you progress is hard to see in the moment and it sucks in the moment. But as you look back, you're incrementally getting better and better and you're helping and you're making a difference. And so that that is huge, man. And just, dude, getting rid of your car to get a pickup truck. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And he was making it sound like he got rid of a dope Subaru for a booty pickup truck, too. So, so I mean, that's pretty dope. That's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. Pickup trucks attract work. Like if you have a pickup truck, you might as well put a force like four hire sign on it. Because people but you know he feels pretty pretty boss getting in that pickup truck. Like, oh yeah, like right. this is my truck. Slams the door. <laughs> Dude, I, I you know what? At one point, and you remember it, uh, but for the folks who are watching, I've in, in the past couple of years, I've had two beater pickup trucks. You're great, man. And um, we've had nice, um, nicer cars, but those trucks like gave such a sense of like empowerment. Yeah. And it was like, you know, people. Well, and one thing I didn't like, people would call and they'd be like, "Hey, can I uh, borrow you and your truck?" And so that's when it was a blessing to be like, "Nope, you can just take the truck." I'm like, "No, ma'am, here's the keys." I'm at it. Yeah. But no, Josh was great, and what the work he's doing in the community, and it just it made me think about how we're fathers the more than we realize. We're a father figure. I have father fig figures. I have men I looked up to in the community for sure. And so I just I keep that in mind. People, private eyes are watching you. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, my biggest takeaway it echoes yours is is you know the consistency thing, but like intentionality consistency you yeah. know what I mean like consistently being intentional with your time being intentional with your vehicle being intentional where you're buying your house intentional of the neighborhoods you're in what you're exposing your children to what you're doing with your time and who you're helping and all this it's just it's really really inspiring to see 
uh, a dude that is like walking the walk. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. that's cool. Hey, that's that's really that's cool. bone. That's yeah, that. It really is. I would love. I would love to have had Hannah sitting right next to him and have her talk, his wife, and hear all that. I've never even met Hannah. I don't, you know, I don't know who it's, she is. But. There's, there's a lot. I was, I was real mad when you went over to Taiwan, like Taiwan. Like what? Huh? Say who? What? And Chicago. Kentucky? Is there a place in Kentucky called Taiwan or what? There might be. There might be. Don't eat the lo mein though. Not good. It's not good. <laughs> no. Lo mein. Mm-mm. Not good. Not what you think it is. They put noodles. They put like uh, just regular noodles in. It's not lo mein noodles. Yeah, no good. No good. So, I mean, this is a great show. Great show today. Um, I think Josh was a great guest. And I mean, I, I think it's time for us to talk about um, some of our favorite new segments we have. Sam, do you want to tell them what our favorite new segment is while I pull it up? <laughs> yeah. Is this me buying you time to pull it up? Well, if you got to point it out, yes, it is. <laughs> so every episode, we're going to do something cool. So, you know, this season, our goal is to bring on a community of dads that bring different approaches to dadhood. Uh, they, you know, work different jobs, uh, live in different areas, different socioeconomic economic situations, different places in their dad journey. Like Josh today was very like much in the same lane as us, you know? Quinn's kids range from five years old to 10 years old. My kids range from one to 11. Josh had the three, five, seven, right? Or right. Yeah. Three, five, seven. So he's right there with us. So our goal is to do all that are also, we have a tandem goal, which is to resource you with practical ways to improve your dad life. So that Quinn is ready to share the resource. I am ready to share the resource. Thanks. And I know you wanted to say 357 get loose. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what that is, but yeah. You don't know what 357 get? Okay. All right. Never mind. I'm not going to tell you. You don't no, have to man, look I'm, not, I'm not in my 50s yet. <laughs> if you're funny, <laughs> you're funny. So today's resource is an awesome series and uh, collection of books has been curated by some of the best librarians from around uh, the state of Michigan with uh, the Michigan Association for Media and Education. And it's called uh, Myself in Books, and it's an annual list of diverse books for Michigan learners. And so it's an opportunity to explore some of their best picks of books for children to explore diversity and what it looks like. Uh, Wait, so the, they're librarians in Michigan, mm-hmm. and they've made a list of there their committee. There was a committee. Uh, of certified school librarians, certified. Oh, so they have credentials on their name, the MI uh, self in books. So well, like, I think you can call like, it. So it's like myself, but it's like MI, like Michigan, like Michigan self, MI self, that kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm okay, pretty yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. And so it's a great place to check it out. Um, they have a list of books you can check out. Um, the, Where do you the, find uh, this? Where do you find this list? And you said they're books on diversity. Is that right? Yeah, just you know, exploring different ideas about diversity. And see, so, that's great because I have I have a hard time, not a hard time, but I enjoy when I'm able to find books that kind of cover a, an array of topics like that. Like you know, those are not as as popular. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, and this book's about inclusion, and not always. And sometimes the things I've seen is a lot of them in the past they weren't as you know. Well, I guess they were always interesting, but, you know, relevant. And so relevant. 
but yeah. they're about inclusion and being inclusive. So because we always have to remember that diversity and inclusion are, are different things. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I can have a diverse wardrobe, but, you know, am I being inclusive to, you know, make sure I don't go. let these roles stand out for people, you know, because uh, maybe go. got back over here. What can I do? <laughs> OK, OK. So it's about representation then. It's got different characters from dif different situations. And that, I love that because I feel like oftentimes, you know, in, in my family, I have um, I have two black children, four white children. Right. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. to find books with lead characters that are black or lead characters that are white or even lead characters that are Hispanic or, you know, whatever, all these different, it's cool to have heroes that look mm -hmm. like my kids, you know what I mean? And that my kids can see themselves as these heroes. And so there's a lot of that in this list from these librarians, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it effectively is like, you know, to compare it to another media, which is a movie, like how black Panther was so okay. impactful to exactly. the black community. And for once we were like, it was an excitement because there was a black hero who was like the star and there was this yeah. African black world that was the star. And what made it even cooler was that it was a part of the regular universe. So it wasn't just like, okay, here's this cool, like one off, like black thing. It's like, no yeah. part you are included. And yeah. that was what made it very impactful. And so these books are inclusive. So, you know, where do, we, where do we find these books? Where do we see this list? Yeah. So the list can be found, um, at, uh, I'm going to put up a link on our site, but okay. if you go to the Michigan Association of Media and Education, if you Google that, it should pop up. Say it again. Michigan Association for Media and Education. So, Mommy, this is how Mame. I read it. Mame. I'm going to go Ma, because I say Ma. You say Mame all you want. M-A-M-E, right? Yeah. For all the folks who say the way I say it is Mommy, but we'll go Mamie. I'm in it. I'm in it. <laughs> or Mammy. We'll go Michigan Association for Media and Education. Okay. Michigan Association for Media and Education. Get some books that have a ton of representation chosen by certified. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Certified. By the way, what to talk about how you become a certified librarian, but that's a topic for another day. Uh, so one other thing I do want to become about. a certified podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> I need to become a novice podcaster first. <laughs> So uh, we got to talk about where people can find us. All right. Yeah. Uh, hey, hook up with us. Link up with us. The stuff's going to scroll across the bottom of the screen right here as I talk about it. But if you are just listening, you can connect with us on Facebook. Facebook is Dad to the Bone Podcast. You can find us Dad to the Bone Podcast on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram at Dad, the number two, the Bone Podcast. Dad, the number two, Bone, uh, to the Bone Podcast. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the link to our YouTube is in our bio. Uh, if, if you could just like and subscribe and share our YouTube link, that would be dope. Please we can't make it. an awesome one until we get 100 subscribers. So yeah. subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. The link yeah. to it is in um, If the you program. try and find us, you won't find us because no. we're the like. The link is in our bio. Click the link, get on there, subscribe, share, log into all your different emails and subscribe so we can get 100 subscribers. So that we can make it easier for you to find us. Why does everybody have a hundred emails? Why do we all have like why well, can't we employ them and subscribe to our YouTube so that we can have a normal YouTube? Yes. So yeah, and... up with us, man. That's what this whole season's about. Yeah. It's about. Creating a community of dads that you can see yourself being a part of. And we just want to connect with you and resource you the best way we can. Yeah. Look for us at those places. Yes.
All right. Well, it's time for us to leave now. I think we've had fun for the day. Well, it's time for us to go. Yeah. <laughs> to Rogers. I've, if you know what, eventually we will have some of that playing. I'm sure. I just got to figure out the logistics of it, but <laughs> it's gonna happen. Love it. Love it. All right, man. Well, hey, I hope you yeah. have a great week. Until next time. Until next time. All right. We're out. Later. <laughs>